Hello. 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 Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asa Lakani. My co-host is... Nabil Balani. And today's very, very special guest back with us is... Back like the NFL, Nader. <laughs> back like the NFL is Nader Wazir. And, and just like the NFL, um, not for long. He was sitting Fingers here crossed. and then he scooted away, but he needs to sit here again so y'all can hear him better. But uh, yeah, we got some beers with us. We got some football back. We got a lot of football to talk about today. Bears, Falcons, Cowboys, Giants, Bears, Falcons... All sorts of stuff. Oh, oh, we're all over the place. Yeah. But we're starting off, as always, with some beer. Mm. And right now, we just cracked open from Three Nations Brewing in Carrollton, Texas, which is, we'll be talking more about in a minute, Sucker Punch, a watermelon Berliner Weiss. <laughs> and it's supposed to be based off of the Sour Punch, sucker, the Sour Punch, watermelon Sour Punch straws. Okay, that's very accurate. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that thing punches you in the yeah, mouth definitely. when you take a sip of it. It's very sour, but very, very tart. sweet. Very tart. I kind of have like a a roseish. Well, it looks like rose. It. It's very like very like very light. wineish. Yeah. White, maybe white wine. Maybe some grapes are in this. I don't know, but yeah, yeah it looks like a Zinfandel sort of thing, like a, a classic sparkling white wine. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of deal. I mean, some champagne, this, some orange juice, and. I don't know. I think it's a fucked up with most of it. It's all good. Yeah, so when I was picking some up for you guys, they said it was like one of their most popular beers. Thank you again for Three picking Nations this up. Brews. Thank you again. And This um, is great. I, lo- I wish we had more of this, actually. That's fantastic. So sure. next trip, I will bring some more. Next visit. Sweet. There you go. So I uh, just want to put this out there. You guys can throw it back if y'all want, or we can, um, you know, whatever. And I'm saying we have a little bit of each, a little bit of a person. Why not just kind of uh, take another sip and finish it and mo- move on to the Roy G. Biv? All right, let's do it. Anybody have a good theory with that? Cheers. Go for it. Cheers. Mm. So, while the bill does that. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. There you go. That's the Zoom buffering. Even though we're not doing this on Zoom, we're outdoors. This looks in- fantastic. This, I am really excited to have you guys try. Uh, I picked this up because Nabil told me there's this phenomenal brewery, Celestial, mm. at in Atlanta and in uh, Dallas. In Dallas, sorry. <laughs> so used to it. Now that it doesn't even know where he is anymore. I don't. I'm so lost. <laughs> uh, and so I went over and they had just canned this up, and so they do full curbside delivery. Uh, you know, they they haven't opened their brewery for people to come in. And so I ordered, I asked the lady and they were closing and I was like, okay, should I come pick this up now or later? And she was like, this can runs super quick, so I don't expect it to be there next week. And she was correct. The following week when I checked online, they had sold out of this. It's a fast mover. So, so it's called Roy G. Biv, a rainbow sherbet inspired double milkshake IPA with raspberry, orange, vanilla, milk sugar, and Idaho hops. No this- Faluda. No, no follow that, but yeah, no. Follow this this is um, I like, I really like this. I mean, it's really accurate with the description of you know the different fruits in it, uh, milkshake. Mm. You know, very smooth, not not too tart, very easy drinking. Well, it's like if you like beer, this has a very IPA body to it. Well, it is an IPA. Yeah, but like it, it, despite all the fruits, it's like it still hits all it's, those. It notes. stays true to the yes. IPA nature. It's still an IPA, but. It, very nice. Maybe, very like, nice. if you were to pour this out for me in a glass without telling me it's an IPA, I'd say, well, it looks like one. Yeah. 
Well, it, like it's a, it, like it doesn't look like an IPA just because of the color well, yeah, and sorry, everything. Yeah. But I mean, body-wise and then smell-wise and flavor profile-wise, definitely stays true to an IPA. And then you see and hear what all is in there, and you try it, and it comes out looking like a like a smoothie. Yep. I was really excited for you guys to try this one at Celestial. They really, really rave very highly about this one, and it is currently sold out in cans, like literally one week. I think it was on their tap room for like a week and a half and it sold out. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So, speaking of Dallas, because now they came back from Dallas, the Falcons play. Speaking of Dallas, because now they just came back from Dallas, the Falcons actually play the Cowboys this upcoming week. In Dallas, I believe. Yeah, in it Dallas. is in Dallas. Um, so, but before we get right. to that step, let's talk about what happened in week one. So the Falcons <laughs> did play Seattle. I feel like the Falcons play Seattle every year. I don't know what it is. I just like birds fly together or something. I don't know. But I feel like they play Dallas. I mean, they play Seattle every year. And so, every year, it's just Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things. Well, you know how DX has two words for you? Yeah. I got three words for you. Now, they're, what are they? Atlanta gonna Atlanta. Atlanta gonna Atlanta. Again, it happened again. The Falcons got off to a decent start. Todd Gurley... Looked very good. Ten yeah. rushes for 51 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, I don't know, he didn't have two touchdowns, but he got close to the second one. And so, right off the bat, you think, okay, Todd Gurley, that acquisition is great. Falcons go down the field, get, uh, get some points, and then they go down and get a touchdown. Miss the extra point, whatever. I mean, it sucks, but that was just foreshadowing what was to come the rest of the day, which is just a, a major debacle. Um, at least defensively for the Falcons, right? Chris Carson goes off. Russell Wilson plays like he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP in game one. Might be the league MVP. Greg Olson, who in the bill you talked about in the last episode, you're curious to see how he's going to do. Well, he just caught his diamond jubilee touchdown, <laughs> his 60th touchdown of his career, uh, again, against Atlanta because Atlanta against Atlanta. And if you need to have a milestone day, a contract extension day, a bonus day, you play the Falcons and you come down here and you kick our ass because you're Pete Carroll and that's what you do to Dan Quinn, your, your protege, yeah. right? Dan Quinn was not ready for his old boss to come in here and show him how to do work. Uh, so that's number one. DK Metcalf is very good. I'm very worried about Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup having a big day yeah. because the Cowboys need to bounce back. But sticking with the Atlanta uh, Falcons and Seahawks game, Man, the Falcons just like offensively, Nabil, like you said, you're right. Matt Ryan, 450 yards. We got three receivers with 100-plus yards on the day. When you have 10 first-rounders on your offense, that's more or less what you expect, right? Yeah. And if the Falcons didn't give the game away early and go down by a large margin early, who knows? Todd Gurley could have had a passing touchdown and maybe a a A receiving touchdown. right? Yeah, a receiving touchdown and maybe 70 to 80 yards on the day instead of the 50 that he had in 10 carries, if not more, right? Um, well, so, yeah, it, it, if the Falcons were a closer game, you would have had more of the run. Of course, you abandon the run when you're playing from that behind. And Yeah, and you don't, you don't start from that behind. It happens yeah. gradually over time. So whether it's the defense or the offense, I mean, I would say that two of Matt Ryan's touchdowns came a little too late. Probably you could argue watching the game. Yeah. Um, there are definitely some calls that I think, not to blame the referees, but I don't think that they made some of the right calls. However, at the end of the day, 
the Falcons came in here and took care of, I mean, the Seahawks came yeah. down here and took care of business. Yeah. This is what you knew that they would do. They're a disciplined team. They're a championship caliber team. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have and, an o- elite top 10 defensive player they just acquired that changes their defense. By the name of Jamal Adams. Okay, there you go. Yeah. See, so, I mean, that's your foul. Big... on defense. He was yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah I mean. He had a sack there, maybe? Possibly. Yeah. But it's like Dante Fowler had a good game. Grady Jarrett had a good game. Tack had a great game. Tack had a great game. And still, the Falcons couldn't get it done. So, I think it's really, when you look at, if I were toward you, Nabil, now there, hey, Bears' first game of the season, your quarterback is going to have like 250, 300 plus yards. You're going to have like two receivers who have 100 yard days. You say, okay, I'll take that any day of the week. Any day of the yeah. week, yeah. Now, going into week two, the Falcons had a 450 yard quarterback, three receivers with 100 yards, and they're down 0 1 to start the season with one of the hardest schedules in the NFL this year. Yeah. Let's just put that out there and make that clear right now. The Falcons cannot afford to lose many games this season at all if they want to go 8-8 eight and eight and win the NFC South like I said that they will. So, so I, feel like, I feel like you need this and uh, we've gave Nabil his rant when he was worked up after a bad week of Bears football. So I, I want to give it to you. Get, let's do this. Let's do overreaction post week one Monday. You are Arthur Blank. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? I, well, put yourselves. What are you doing? You firing yeah. everyone? You clearing lockers? Well, staff, I would tell Dan Quinn, I would just ask him what happened. Yeah. And not even that, what the blank happened, right? Because we're talking what about... What the Arthur, Arthur blank happened? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> by the way, I might need another beer for this, Nabil, if you want to get... Well, we do some. have uh, an Atlanta versus Dallas coming up, so I'm going to crack this open. Yeah, while. absolutely. So thank you for doing that, because I need this beer that Nabil's about to crack open. However, um, I'm looking at Dirk Cutter. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Like, how is... Atlanta's offense not innovative. You have some of the best receivers in football, literally some of the best receivers in football, and you have a guy in Russell Gage who showed out and did great. Yeah, he um, was lights out for his first week in his third third year in the league, um, and it's not happening. I saw Daniel Jones and Ben Roethlisberger be more mobile than Matt Ryan outside of the pocket yesterday than I did than I saw Matt Ryan do, and Matt Ryan is at a better point in his career than both of these guys. Because Matt Ryan is in the prime of his career, and he's not doing that. So that's that. Uh, defensively, I mean, whatever. It was just a disaster. It was a game one disaster. However, it's one game in the NFL. I'm not going to trip. But as a Falcons fan, I've seen this before. Unfortunately, I'm sure I'm going to see it again at some point later this year. If not, this coming Sunday. There you go. So then so moving on to, to this preview This upcoming Sunday. We just cracked open Schoolhouse Brewing Coffee Bourbon Maple Syrup Stout. This is this is brunch, brunch AF. AF. Yeah, this is called Brunch AF. Brunch as fuck. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we get we get some approvals from over here. So, let, I'll go ahead and try this, and then um, we can have a Dallas versus Atlanta beer wise and football wise to see who's gonna win. <laughs> I mean, you could... it is a uh, quite bourbon forward, very bourbon forward. I mean, yeah, it is the second ingredient. Um, Coffee, bourbon, maple syrup, and stout. I like it. It's not, like, too harsh bourbon-y. 
And it's sitting at a gentleman's 13.5. I was about to say, that is very boozy. That's a very yeah. boozy beer. It's very boozy, but it's not like boozy to the point like, we, I've had many Imperial Stouts where it's boozy and now like it's bourbon. And I'm like, if I just wanted bourbon, I would just drink bourbon. Straight up bourbon. And yeah. this is not that. You do still get other flavors. Well, look, so I would say the irony of this beer right here, drinking it after your Roy G. Biv Rainbow Sherbert inspired double milkshake IPA so I kind of have a sour taste in my mouth right now <laughs> and as a Falcons fan I feel like that's how we should feel is we should all have a sour taste in our mouths nothing to be happy about um, really just like let's get on to week two and make it happen and I will tell you what if the Falcons come back 0-2 I don't think Derek Carter lasts until week four uh, I think you just replace the offensive coordinator right away depending on what happens in the game but if the Falcons come back 0-2, I mean, it is probably a coaching thing. However, you're not necessarily going to replace Dan Quinn in the middle of the season. It's probably too early to fire your coordinator. So, but when the Falcons leave points on the field, what can you do? And so, the defense has to play better. There's no doubt about so, it. So let me ask you a couple of questions. So, um, you know, hey, Seattle, that game has happened. You know, we, you know it has to be moved on now. And over with. So looking forward to Dallas this week. First thing, first thing I'm looking at is the wide, because I feel like Dallas's strengths right now is their running game and their wide receivers, obviously. Definitely. Let's start with wide receivers. You got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and the rookie C.D. Lamb. How does how do the corners match up? To be honest, I don't like that matchup for the Falcons. I don't, because Amari Cooper is a stud. He's a superstar player. C.D. Lamb is going to emerge. He's probably going to be rookie of the year. I'll go ahead and say it now. I think that's going to be my rookie of the year. Over over Joe Burrow? Yeah, probably. Okay. Because I think the Bengals are going to struggle a little bit. Okay. Um, it's a fair guess. I mean, he had a good game last week, but all right. But it's, it's one game, yeah. right? And and there's a lot of high expectations. Not high expectations on C.D. Lamb. That's mm-hmm. why he can sort of exceed those. Whereas Burrow is expected to do well. Yeah. Anyway, um... I don't, I don't like that matchup for, for the Falcons, honestly. I mean, it worries me because DK Metcalf had a great game. He had 95 yards. Uh, Tyler Lockett was just killing us all day. Greg Olson got some key touchdowns. I mean, it's not like Atlanta's secondary is equipped to handle a threat. So let me flip the script. How do you feel about the Dallas defensive line with Demarcus Lawrence I think if they got Everson Griffin, mm-hmm. uh, they did lose a couple of people on the, in the linebackers going up against your offensive line. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, earlier you're saying that, hey, Matt Ryan's not mobile, he can't move around, and we all know Matt Ryan's a statue in the pocket. But when he has three or four, when he has three seconds to get rid of the ball, he can make Well, okay, so let me, I got to do some film work over here, and you can ask my family WhatsApp. There's a play in the third quarter, and I wish we had the video for this. I'll find a way to get it for y'all on Bears. Retweet it. But, and we'll move to the Bears after this. It's probably time. But, um, but essentially, the Falcons are down in the red zone, right? And they're down by two possessions. So I think at this point, it's like 20, like, I forget the exact score, but the Falcons are down like two possessions in this game. And there's a play where Matt Ryan throws it to the double-team double Julio Jones, right? So Julio Jones runs the out route. Yeah. His, his man coverage comes down to get him. The safety comes down to get him. And Hayden Hurst goes straight to the fade and over the top yeah. of the field. Now, what happens then? Okay, Matt Ryan throws the ball to Julio Jones, who makes a great catch in double coverage and gets stopped well short of the marker for the first down and definitely not in for a touchdown. Right? He threw it into double coverage. 
In the meantime, Hayden Hurst is wide open. And you just throw the ball. You could lob it. You could throw it. Just throw it to Hayden Hurst. He's walking into the end zone untouched because the safety is too far off him and committing to Julio Jones to make that stop. Yeah. You don't have Julio Jones out there. At that point, that was Julio Jones' sixth catch of the day. On his fifth catch of the day, literally right before that, like one play before that, Julio Jones had five catches for 100 yards on the day, right? Yeah. So your guy just went over 100 yards again. You don't need to feed him. The defense is already playing him, and you acquire the weapon in the offseason by the name of Hayden Hurst, who can do some damage, literally running wide open to the end zone, and Matt Ryan doesn't do it. I went back and looked at the film. There's no pressure there. Matt Ryan had all the time in the world. He was moved out of the pocket, but he was covered. And he was good. And this I see time and time again with the Falcons. They rely. He's not going through his progressions. As a veteran quarterback, you're supposed to look, go through your progressions, look guys off with your eyes, extend the play if it breaks down. If there's coverage down the field, get out the pocket and make a play. Get a first down. And Matt Ryan did none of those things, okay? Well, what quarter was this? This is in the third quarter, third coming quarter. out of halftime. So When the Falcons are already down two possessions. Okay? So just... I'll finish there in that the Falcons, that was on second down. Third down, Falcons don't get anything. Fourth down, they have to kick a field goal, and I think he probably missed it or something like that. It was terrible. Could have changed the game, and they didn't do it. Also, I think the COVID offseason makes a difference, too, because obviously he's going to have a better connection. But yeah, but the whole purpose is continuity of the offseason. The, the tight end was wide open. You and I could have made that throw. So, yeah. I mean – you know, there's there's always missed throws, and you know everyone you know is rusty the first week. But again, you know, so are the so are the Seahawks. Yeah. So you can't use COVID as an excuse for anything. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, I do I do get that. You know, the uh, Falcons did not did, did not play did not play up to par. The offense again, I didn't watch the game, so that's where you come in. Um, but hey, uh, any last thoughts on the Falcons before we do move on to the Bears? Look, as mad as I am, and I'm very upset as a Falcons fan, I'm very upset. Uh, it's one game. This team still has a lot of potential. Again, they have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL this season, so they don't have a lot of room for error. If they can get it right this week and come back 1-1 one one from Dallas, then I think we'll be okay. If they come back 0-2, I would say you're, you, Dan oh. Quinn doesn't get us 0-6 start next season. Oh. There's no way. 0-2 headed to a potential Chicago-Atlanta matchup, which yeah. we'll talk about next week. Next week. But, I do have one question before we move to the Bears. Okay. How, how far, how, how tight is the leash on Dan Quinn? How far do you think he gets? How he, tight is the leash on Dan Quinn? Yeah. Like well, how, again, that's sorry, why I said. How hot is the hot seat right now? Oh, well, the, the seat is already very hot because you can't bargain for your job after an 0-7 start. Keep it and go 0-1 to start the next season. Uh, as completely biased, not biased, I'm completely outsider's perspective, I'm going to make a prediction, bold prediction. No matter what happens, Dan Quinn won't get fired until after the season. Okay. Not because of anything on the field, but because of COVID and, and, if, and every NFL team losing money this year. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to spend money when they don't need to. I don't – I see – the only head coach I can see being fired midseason is Adam Gase. I don't see anyone else being fired midseason. Okay. And, and to your point, Bill, like I said, if the Falcons come back 0-2, one of those coordinators is not coming back for the third week. It's not allowed. 0-2? Uh, so you're saying if you lose this week, a coordinator's getting fired. Well, I, I, I wouldn't I, say that. Okay, so 0-2, but I said by week four, right? 
I yeah. said by week four. This yeah. is what I said. Oh, no, so, no, no, I was just clarifying. I'm yeah, yeah, so no, that's fine. But the Falcons come back 0-2 and, and end up going 0-3. and 3. Some changes have to happen immediately so, because Arthur Blank would not have a patience. So 0-3, if you lose this week and next week, a potential firing, you're saying? Or a replacement or a change at the coordinator position because it can't be Dan Quinn. Uh, yeah, a, a potential coordinator being fired. Yeah. Okay. All right. Or restructuring within the organization. Some, someone's getting so a position. There, 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 there is some massive change that would happen. Oh, I, it, it would have to. If it's an 0-3 start, awesome is saying, let's see what happens. Hey, uh, bold predictions all day, baby. <laughs> um, all right, let's make this quick because I know, Nabil, you got a lot to say. Uh, I got some stuff to say, but um, first thing first um, – Coming into today, the rumor is that Allen Robinson is requesting a trade from the Chicago Bears, which would be horrible because he is the best offensive player on the Bears, potentially the second best player on the Bears in general, second or third, depending on how you look at Akeem Mix and Eddie Jackson. Uh, there was a recent update. Nader, can you look up that update? Yes. Yeah, so his agent says he's he hasn't requested a trade, but he's uh, he is unhappy with his current contract. Okay. So what that tells me is that he will potentially play this week, but he is looking for a trade, looking for a contract or a potential trade. Let's see what happens. Um, but going into last week, uh, Lions and Bears, Lions, Tigers, and I don't know why I said Tigers, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, my. All right. <laughs> so Lions and Bears, um, a tale of three quarters and one quarter. Go ahead, sir. Oh, well, I was about to say, like, you know how you said the Falcons and the Seahawks play each other like every year it seems. I mean, the, the Bears play the Giants what two the last two years in a row? Last three, I believe. Last three years in a row. So yeah. Giants is our next week opponent. But yes, uh, talking back to Bears and Lions though. Um, oh, are you good? You're good. You're good. Uh, Bears and Lions. Stick around for what's coming up next. <laughs> uh, Bears and Lions. The uh, first three quarters. So you know I'm going to start. You know what? I'm going to start from the end, and then go back to the beginning. And whoever didn't watch the game must be confused. But if you watch the game, you'll completely understand why. Yeah. Because anything Bears-wise didn't happen until the fourth quarter. Uh, Mitch Trubisky in the fourth quarter, he looked great. He looked good. I mean, he made, he made great plays. And I think the reason why that happens because it was an up-tempo offense. And Mitch does blow an up-tempo. He doesn't have to think. He just gets the ball and he gets it out. Uh, you know, we got a touchdown to Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham looked like old Saints Jimmy Graham for one quarter. We got uh, Javon Wims' touchdown. First touchdown of, of his career, I believe. Yep. Always been a big Javon Wims fan. Allen Robinson moving the sticks. And then uh, Anthony Miller with a game-winning touchdown. I mean, three legit things. And you know what? The Bears still almost blew it because the defense allowed them to come down the field. And if it wasn't for a DeAndre Swift Butterfingers. Which I saw that. that they went to live bonus coverage, and I watched that. If it wasn't for a DeAndre Swift Butterfingers, the Bears would be sitting 0-1 right now. Um, hey, but, well, you know, he went to Georgia yeah. and Atlanta going to Atlanta. <laughs> and, again, I'm, dude, y'all think I'm playing. Y'all think I'm lying. But, like, yeah, honestly, it just go it find it anybody. Back. Like, Mike Budenholzer with the Milwaukee Bucks. And we're going to pause for a moment as a train does pass us. We are actually live outdoors in downtown Duluth near Parsons Alley. Austin, tell them where we are. Oh, that was me cursing, by the way, when you heard that train. That's how <laughs> mad I am at the Falcons. It was a series of curse words. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're at Parsons Alley. We're at Goodwood Brewing. We're with Texas's finest people and uh, some others to be named later, I guess. But 
and back to the game. So, yes, the Bears almost, oh, snap, maybe, maybe not. All right, the Bears almost blew the, blew the game, even though they had to come back from 17 points in the fourth quarter to win. Again, amazing game to watch, really, really fun to watch, but that's not what the game should have been because through the first three quarters, Mitch did nothing. And when I mean nothing, I mean uh, he brought us downfield a couple of times, but, you know, there was a three and out that was 16 seconds long, maybe even shorter, a 16-second three and out. Yeah. You know how long that is, Nathan? It's long enough for you to pour some more beer. That is 16 seconds. Oh, that we is... have more in there? I yes, know I was letting it warm up because we are gentlemen. Um, I I do have to throw in a little bit of a, a question, right? So when we when we look at all the other teams, right, and we look at other games, um, a lot of the other quarterbacks and teams were given like a a window where it's like, oh, it's fine. Like like last night, Ben sucked for the first two quarters. He was okay. absolutely trash for the first mm-hmm. two quarters, right? And then all of a sudden, that two-minute drive happens, he hits his stride, and he's on for the rest of the game, right? Now, Big Ben, can we say, is, is an elite quarterback. Anyone anyone Was, maybe. Disagree he's with less that? elite now, but he was. I think the more fair assessment is Hall of Famer. Okay. Okay. Hall, yep, sure. Fine, right? So I wouldn't give Mitch the same level or same grace, but if it took him three quarters to light slides on, it took him three quarters, like... So, okay, I mean, right? Uh, I com- okay, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, um, like, I, the thing is you also come with a level, like, you have your past. You have yeah. something, you have something to say, hey, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. And Mitch hasn't done, like, okay, he's at games, he's at spurts, but he hasn't really done this before. And I'm not going to blame it all on Mitch either. It's not all on him, but yeah. Not all on Mitch. I mean, a couple, so... Let's just start with the blame game. Uh, first three quarters, blame game one, yes, it's on Mitch. Blame game two, I'm going to put it back on Matt Nagy. I mean, I don't think I saw one RPO. I could be wrong. I didn't go through the game film. I don't think I saw one RPO. And that's part of the Mitch's game. I mean, what an RPO does, it'll help keep the defensive back, defense back, and then the tight ends that you got should be running wide open. I didn't see, I don't remember seeing one RPO. I watched the highlights of the game, and I'm pretty sure you're correct because there was no highlights of any RPOs. <laughs> so I didn't see any RPOs. Um, you know, and Mitch had a couple, and Mitch didn't have that many design runs. Now, Mitch did have one play where he sacked himself 27 yards. I do think the offensive line played great. My bigger problem is with the defense. I mean, I've always said if the, Bear, if the Bears' offense gets the Bears' defense 19 points, the Bears should go. Are we talking fantasy football? We are talking. Oh, we can talk <laughs> fantasy football. How you doing, bud? We got the podcast coming. Come see what's up. Yeah, come see what's up. All right, well, Yo, who was your best fantasy player last week? They all sucked. Um, it happens. Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Derek Henry. That's not, that's not really a highlight. <laughs> hey, come here. Come here for one second. Come here for one second. So we are recording outside, so we have... Uh, Go and try this. Right. I think you Friends may like walking it. by. How you doing, bud? You doing good? What's up? Hey, this is uh, Austin, my co-host. That's another one of my co-hosts. And that's his girlfriend, uh, Nadia. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. He's in my fantasy football league. So, this is a live, live would recording. Put, would you put up this week? A hundred and... I put up a uh, gentleman's 130. Not bad. Would you put up? He's not in the league. I'm no, not that's, that's my brother. Oh, so, yeah, all, all brown okay. people are not the same. <laughs> 
No, it's the, it's the 13% on this. Yeah, he hasn't even app. sipped it yet. He just got the fuse. He, uh, that's what it was. The bourbon fuse. No, that 13% is on the bill, actually. <laughs> really bourbon forward, right? Yeah, what is that? That is breakfast, breakfast as fuck from a Schoolhouse Brewing. From where? Right here, right here in like, uh, was it Marietta? I think oh, it's no in Marietta, yeah. yeah. Maple syrup, yeah, for sure. I'm picking yeah. up maple. A lot bourbon. of bourbon yeah, forward, yeah, though, yeah. right? Very good. Anyway, Woo. you take our sticker, man. All right, awesome. All right, yeah, fantasy <laughs> football all day. Yeah, I gotta subscribe to this. There you go. <laughs> is it on? Um, is it on iTunes? You yes, will see is. us on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can find podcast. Very cool. All right, enjoy. <laughs> you listen to yourself. See if you sound good. Yeah. Because <laughs> this will go up well, with I'm you on the there. Other one, and I don't. I don't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. And that was our friend from Goodwood Brewing. He doesn't work there, but he does drink there. There you go. Uh, going back to what I was saying, uh, what was I saying? Something about the Bears. Uh, blame game number two. So Blame game number two, defense. Bitch. I've always said that if the Bears' offense gets 19 points, the Bears should go 10 and 6 or 11 and 5. Well, the Bears' offense got 19 points and the defense almost still blew it. Khalil Mack, even though Next Gen Stats does say that he was the number two pass rusher this week, number one being Joey Bosa, number three being Tat McKinley, I will give credit where credit is due. Look up that tweet on the email if you want to double check it. Saw it. I know it. Uh, Khalil Mack was a number two pass rusher this week without a, like, you know, uh, in terms of winning pass rush battles. Still, we only got one sack in the game. AP ran all over us. Defense and I live up to par. Um, you know, and I also feel like heading into the fourth quarter, Matt Nagy must have at least been thinking about making it Nick Foles because Mitch shouldn't do anything. If Mitch didn't get, get a couple of good plays between the third and the fourth, I'm pretty sure we, we would have saw Nick Foles if not for a comeback at least for him to get reps because uh, with my prediction of Nick Foles starting week three against the Falcons, you don't want to have him come in dry. Yeah. So I, I predict <laughs> even this week against the Giants, Nick Foles will have a couple of snaps. Yeah, sorry. Let me get that other beer real fast. Like, I'm Nick <laughs> Foles over here. I'm just waiting just for a beer. Yeah. Let, me, yep. let me get um, something. Okay, Nabil, I'm going to give you three quarterback stats, and I want you to guess who these three quarterbacks are. Okay. All right? One quarterback, quarterback one, went 20 for 36, 242, three touchdowns. Okay. Quarterback number two went 20 for 32, 253 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And quarterback three was 24 for 32, 211 yards, and three touchdowns. So I already know which ones are which because I made a meme out of it. Check out Bears, Birds, and Bruce on Instagram. That went Mitch Watson Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, when you compare the numbers, he had a he had a great game. Yeah, yet no, he had a great quarter, and even that quarter, he's going up against four string corners um, because everyone on the Lions' defense is injured. Yeah, a middle linebacker that was thrown out of the game, and closer. I got another stat for y'all: four hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> you had your moment in the sun. Yeah, for a, a losing quarterback. To your point in the bill. You got the numbers, but yeah. you have the context yeah. around those numbers. And, yeah, and yes, for one quarter, Mitch was awesome. And I, have, I can't take anything away from Mitch because, listen, if you come back down from 17, no matter how you come back down from 17 to win the game, you did that. At the same time, I do feel like the leash is just as loose, just as tight on Mitch. You know, there's a chance that he may be pulled next week. I don't know. Um, Talking about next week, week two. Well, okay, real fast. Real fast. If the Bears lost that game on Sunday, because DeAndre Swift is really what cost them the game, right? The Lions, anyway. Yeah, sure. 
If the Bears lost that game on Sunday, what will we be going into with week two? If the Bears lost that game on Sunday, with it assuming a DeAndre Swift touchdown catch, right? Yeah, Mitch would still start week week two because Mitch still let a comeback. Mitch still brought them back. Mitch still got them to the point to win. The defense blew it. Okay, so all right, I not to, last year. Chargers Bears game. We were watching it at Black Bear Tavern. You guys yep. remember this? Yes. Yep. Yep. The Bears missed the kick at the end of the game to win it, and both of you said that that's on Mitch Trubisky, and I said he got the Bears in a position to win the game, and the kicker missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, because but now you're look, saying I'm looking, that because Bears... I'm looking at the game in total, and yes, listen, I'm looking at the game in total, and I'm and I'm not saying that that's what I would do. I'm saying what's going to happen. But you see the inconsistency. No, no, no. I'm not saying... No, no. Even today, I'm giving Mitch credit for this game. Listen, wait, wait. Right. So, okay. I said that Nick Foles should have started week one. I still wanted Nick Foles to start week one. Well, I think he's I not. would like Nick Foles to start this week. Week the, three. You got to wait two uh, more. That's yeah. it. The thing <laughs> is... The thing is... I'm telling you what's going to happen, not what I want to happen. If it was what I wanted to happen... It would have happened by now. It would have already happened. Right. So I'm telling you what's going to happen. Mitch would have, even if DeAndre Swift would have caught that touchdown, Mitch had nothing to do with DeAndre Swift catching that touchdown. Mitch would have still started this week. Okay. Just like he had nothing to do with that guy missing the field goal at the end of the Chargers no, game. But, on but, that one, but he put them in position to win the game. That's all I got to no, no, say. Yes, he put them in position to win the game. But at the same time, he could put them in a better position earlier throughout that Chargers game no, no. Okay. to win because but, he had a lot of bad passes. He, he had... He had a couple of well, bad sacks okay. and a lot of interceptions. But to your point, and, we'll, we'll, and now that I know you got something to say, so we'll let you get the lead on week two. But <laughs> what I'll say is when the Falcons lost against the Chargers because Matt Bryan missed the extra point, I said that that was on the Falcons and Matt Ryan for not going for the win. So it's like we're talking in circles about the same thing, except we're not. I don't, it's kind of complicated. I'm a little drunk. We can go to week two. But there are, like – Patterns of inconsistency also, here. everything isn't cookie cutter. You have to look at everything on its own. And again, I'm not the resident Falcons expert. I'm just commenting on the Falcons because it's always fun to get you angry. Go ahead, Nader. I was just going to add with that one, I think it was the reason we said it put it on Mitch was because there was two passes on that drive for touchdowns. One that was underthrown and I think one that was missed. So there was, there was against the Chargers. Against the Chargers, yeah. So there was an opportunity for us to score a touchdown, and the field goal was the, what's, what was left over because of the failed touchdown. And it was also a weird situation because that, in that game, the Chargers game, uh, there were still thir- uh, 45 seconds left on the clock, and instead of us running the ball or trying to get closer to the field goal, they, they just, kicked the, they just yeah. took a knee and kicked hey, the field who's goal. Who's the coach on the also- field? Is it the quarterback? Mm. It is the quarterback. Okay, all right, that's all we got to say. Week two. I, I don't know what you're. Fal- I don't know what you're going yeah, right now. Who the Bears guy? Uh, who the, so Bears the Bears are not playing two. the Falcons. That's the week after. But it is uh, Bears and Giants, and I am so I am not worried, but I am worried because AP destroyed the Bears defense. But AP always destroys. And but defense. And, but Saquon <laughs> Barkley is a little better than AP at this point in life. I mean, overall careers, um, I'll give it to AP. But I'm talking about just you know. Everything in general, uh, Saquon is better than AP at this point. So, yeah. and I'm worried about our defense letting AP run. I mean, uh, Saquon run all over them. Um, in terms of what I'm thinking about on the Bears' offense, I think the Bears' offense can move on the Giants' defense. Yeah, I think it. I think it'll be. I'll second that. I think it'll be fine. I think we need to get more RPOs. We need to get Montgomery back in the game. Cordero Patterson will be a key to this game, along with 
rookie wide receiver Daryl Mooney. I think his name is Daryl Mooney. The last name is definitely Mooney. Um, Allen Robinson is disgruntled. I'm pretty sure he's going to play, but I'm not. It's a 50-50 at this point. We'll find out later in the week. Um, we'll update you on Bears, Birds, and Brews on Twitter and on Instagram. Also, if you were going to make a point. Well, all right. I just want to say real fast, if you're watching for fantasy pickups, Darius Slayton is a wide receiver on the Giants. He's probably Daniel Jones' favorite target on the Giants. Caught two touchdowns in yesterday's Monday night game. I'm pretty sure. Get Darius Slayton if you haven't already. He is going to be a stud this season. He might not play well against the Bears this week because they have a great defense. However, he is worth investing a fantasy roster spot on. There you go. That's Fair your enough. fantasy uh, note of the day. Um, so just just wrapping up the um, Nather, you had something to say on the Giants and Bears matchup? Yeah, I just want to see. What I really hope to see is that the Bears coaches will look at how Pittsburgh was able to maintain Saquon. Because I think that's something we can, re- we can recreate because we have just as good as, if not a better front seven. So... Yes, in a regular situation, but we are missing the one of the most important parts of our front seven, especially against the run, Eddie Goldman, who was our neck, nose tackle. Yeah. He's not playing this season, and that, I believe, is a big reason why AP ran all over us. We're still trying to find a way to replace him, and running into Saquon is not going to be easy to stop because Eddie Goldman, even though nose tackles never get credit, he was, he was a, a key point to our defense. Yes. Well, and... And general football fan observation, could you argue that maybe Saquon runs horizontal more often than, than Adrian Peterson does, who's a straight downhill runner, and that's what he excels at? I could so, see that. Um, so AP, I don't think the Bears have much to worry about this AP week. is a straight north-south runner, but um, I would say Saquon's more dangerous. In the open field in Just general. in general. Yeah. Saquon's a better overall back right now than... AP last week compared to Saquon this next week, Saquon's more dangerous at any point as a running back. Through the pass, through the run, north-south, east-west. I don't care which way you're going. That's what I'm more worried about. Saquon with those dump-off passes in the open field is what I'm more worried about. I'm less worried about Saquon catching the ball because we have the linebackers, we have the corners, we have the safety to stop that. Up the middle is where we're weak. Because we're missing Eddie Gold. Yeah. Well, all right. Just to wrap this up real fast, I will say, as from an outsider's observation, I think the Bears should win this game on Sunday because they have a more experienced quarterback. They have more continuity with the coaching staff and the game plan. They played this team a couple of times and lost some really tough and hard close we, games. We lost the Philly special by Tariq Cohen. That yeah. you do not forget when you play this opponent again. So I fully <clears throat> expect the Bears to win this Sunday. I'm just going to go with my prediction, 21-17. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll see if that's consistent when we do predictions in a few months, few minutes. <laughs> 21-17. Don't forget to get Darius Slayton. That is going to be consistently um, good for you. Darius Slayton. We can move into predictions in one second. Uh, do we have another nonsense or do we not have another nonsense? I guess, yeah, uh, there's just a bit of, like, there's some major fantasy names that fell off. Okay. I heard. I'm just curious who else is on your fantasy radar. So, um, Jarwin, the the uh, Cowboys tight end is hurt. And so is Njoku. Njoku's hurt. So Marlon Mack got hurt Ma- all yes. season. So um, what I would say... Um, everyone, great question, by the way. Everyone go and get Jimmy Graham. I'm not saying because I'm a Bears fan get Jimmy Graham. I'm saying get Jimmy Graham because he had seven targets uh, week one. Bears are still a pass-first team, and they're going to pass the ball, and tight end's a huge part of it. Cole Komet will get in later on, but I'll say that won't be till week five or week six. Jimmy Graham will be a huge point of our offense at, at this point. 
Um, uh, yes, Marlon Mack is out. Ideal thing, go get his backup. Uh, Neil Himes, you're probably Jonathan Taylor's probably already gone. Yeah, he's all Himes, go get him. Um, Malcolm Brown, I think he might be gone in most leagues, but you may have a chance. And you can get himself. Malcolm Brown. That's the first person you need to target. Rams um, running back. He plays Todd Gurley. Absolutely. Get him if you can. Um, one running back that I'm big on, and you, you'll have to hang on to him and for probably about three weeks. So you have to have patience. Bryce Love coming out of Washington football team. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a stretch, I know. But trust me, he was a first-round pick talent before he tore his ACL. He's coming back. It's 25 months since his ACL tear. So Bryce Love. Bryce Love. Okay. Show you love. Show you love. <laughs> um, let's see. And you know what? I may go pick up the Washington football team defense because that was a ridiculous performance they did oh, this week. Sir, that was crazy. That defense, my goodness. Chase Young. Austin, do you have anyone else? Well, I was gonna I say, a, a lot of people well. saw Benny Snell, but if you got to replace Marlon Mack, go get Benny Snell. Yes. Second running back off uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who might be uh, first in line now because of James Conner's injury. He went to SEC, or he went to Kentucky, so he's an SEC running back, just like Alvin Kamara. Um, and there's some other ones. He's more of a ground and pound than catch the ball, but yeah. Benny that's, Snell, that's Steelers offense. So. Benny Snell is going to be your bestie. Uh, Darius Slayton, again, get him. There's a guy by the name of... Oh, Anthony Miller. If, if he's available in your league, you uh, he got so many targets this he week. He got 17 points on my bench and I lost the matchup. But Anthony Miller's out there. And then lastly, I mean, you could also get Carlos Hyde, who had a touchdown last week. Chris Carson killed it, but Carlos Hyde did have a touchdown. Yeah. Rather than Marlon Mack, unfortunately, who got hurt. If you need to replace him. And then if if somehow Raheem Mostert is still available, get him. Because Mike Shanahan is doing with him what he did with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Yeah. So. Right. And then quickly, last things last, fantasy football names. What are your names? Oh. Hamapke <laughs> Hek um, Kohon. Nice, nice. Like Terry Cohen. Terry it's Cohen. an Indian reference. I'm sorry for our non-Indian fans. And what fans. does that mean for... Uh, who am I to you when it's Hamapke Cohen, but it's uh, Hamapke Cohen, like Bears wide receiver, Bears uh, right running, at, uh, back. running back. <laughs> I had a, that, that maple bourbon is there. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Like cool Young Way Cool, uh, Falcons kicker. Cool Whip, like Cool nice. Whip, whipped cream. Nice. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, mine's Dalvin and the Chipmunks. I like it. I like it. Classic. All right. What's yours? The Adams Family. The Adams Family. Yo, Great. <laughs> uh, dig it. All right. Most exciting game of this weekend is actually Seahawks and Patriots. Who you got in the bill? Sunday oh. night football. Wait. Uh, can you open it up and let's get the lines with it as well? I want okay. the lines. Yeah, I, we out here. I, I did that extra work. I, w- I want the extra work to be involved. You yeah, well, it. we were just trying to wrap got it up. It. But you got I, got it. You. I got you. I got you. All right. Yo, so, if you're still listening, thank you very much. Yes. We're done. We appreciate you. Let's go in order. So we have... Uh, the Giants at Chicago. Giants are Chicago is favored by five and a half. Is is it minus five and a half Chicago? Yeah. So Chicago is favored by five and a half. I will get the bit. I have the Bears winning by a field goal. So the Bears will not cover, but the Bears will win by a field goal, 24-21. 24-21. Asif, your prediction hey, again. Hey, I said this earlier. Bears 21, Giants 17. Bears got this one this week. Okay, so they also don't cover in that one. I think Bears do cover. I think they score. They win by a touchdown. I had the Bears winning 28-21. Okay. All right. Nice and then next game is Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas is favored by five points. Uh, 
Man, I, I like I can't not take the Falcons. <laughs> I, I genuinely feel like they're gonna win. Okay, let's make this simple. Do they cover the five point spread? Yeah, the Falcons will win by a touchdown if not two, okay. or if not if not ten. Okay, if not ten touchdowns, if not ten points. Oh, okay, 10 points. okay, okay. Interesting. So you have Falcons winning, covering the, the five point spread. What's the final score prediction? And we'll go 28-21. 28-21 Falcons. Which is a seven-point spread. Straight up touchdowns okay. all day, every day. <laughs> all right. And then... Uh, so I have Dallas winning. Uh, I'm sorry. The, we didn't even talk about this person. And he might be the most important person on Dallas. Zeke is going to run through you guys. I'm sorry. It's going to be a final score, 28-17 Dallas. 28-17 Dallas. Okay, nice. Uh, I also think Dallas is going to pull this one off. Uh, I have Dallas winning. Unfortunately, and you know, I hate the Cowboys, so I would love to root against them. But I just don't see how Atlanta stops well, them. Since y'all want to be cute assholes, how many hundreds of yards and multiple 100-yard receivers is Matt Ryan going to have this week? Because the Falcons <laughs> are going to lose, but you know it's going to happen because he's that damn good. I'm fucking done. Let's go drink some more. I think they have okay, one more prediction have, and we're I mean, out of here. 300-yard receivers and they still lose. And I think the final score is 35-28. I think it's a close game. All right. What was the last game? Last one is New England at Seattle. Seattle is favored by four points. I'll start because everyone's <laughs> looking at me. I will go Seattle winning 32 24. 32 24. 32 24. Not 32. 30 2 24. 30 2 24. Okay, cool. I'm so happy to clarify that because I still thought you were saying 32 24. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, okay, that's a random score, but fine. Um, all right, I'm actually going to take uh, the New England in this, 21-17. 21-17, New yeah. England. I will also take New England, 28-21. I think Cam goes off. New England, 28-21. Yeah, right. thank you all so much. Nibel, take it away, man. All right, well, you can find us on um, Instagram and Twitter, Bears, Birds, and Brews. Check us out. We will definitely be tweeting about the Allen Robinson potential trade and any other things, Bears, Falcons, and just football. Thank you. Thank you.